let's talk about black women's hair. Let's also discuss our relationships. What about parents with young children? This is Pablo from Hackney and this is Pablo's podcast. Thank you for choosing Pablo's podcast today. Welcome. This week uh, we had a 59 year old man from West Sussex uh, convicted of selling fake cures and prayers uh, for COVID-19, selling it to France and, and uh, America. Um, absolutely crazy, bizarre, but true. You know, there's, there, there are people trying to capitalise on, on people's pain and people's fears, etc. Um, but he was given a 10-month suspended sentence. A bit light if you ask me, but hey. Um, also, um, scientists uh, have learned well, they're, they're continuing to learn, I suppose, about COVID. You know, obviously, it's clear we don't really know how to deal with this disease in this situation. But they started talking about the disease may linger in the air for longer than we thought. Um, which, and if it proves true, obviously, that's going to change how we address things. And, you know, and it kind of, you know, things like masks. We're in, we're in masks, you know. One minute they've said wear masks, one minute they say don't. To be fair, they really need to make up their mind um, because it's... it's you, I mean, I can see personally, I really feel like it will make a difference if, if we are all made to made, made to wear masks more than not wearing masks. It's going to be really beneficial. So um, also, um, Rishi Sunak um, spoke about uh, giving 50% off of meals through August uh, for specific shops. I mean, for me, I... It, I understand why they're doing it, etc. But I, I really want to see if they're going to be healthy food options, given these kind of prices. Because at the end of the day, our immune system is at risk. You know, this is the whole thing with the COVID thing. You know, if we're not eating properly, if we're not uh, drinking properly, if we're not out training, etc. So we need to have healthy options. So if it's 50% off of healthy foods, then... That's quite good. But if it's all the fast, greasy foods, I'm not sure how helpful that's going to be for us in the long run. But we'll, we'll see. But one of the things I'm, I'm really big on is um, that we really, as, as people, we really need to start looking at our lifestyles. That's one of the pluses this COVID thing has done is put everything into perspective. And we, we just basically need to change what we consume, you know, and increase the amount of exercise we do. Otherwise, we're, we're going to be at risk to, to many of things, many of things. So it's always been common sense to do that. We've been a bit laxy days with it, to be fair, but at this point in time, we really, I hope people don't forget how focused we were on in the beginning of this uh, pandemic um, of what we were eating and, you know, trying to alkaline our body and, and things like that. We should be doing that period, regardless of what's going on out there. Also, uh, a big thing for me is um, what happens with young people. I'm really passionate about young people and um, this generation, you know, it's going to be challenging for them. You know, I mean, they're calling them the lost generation already, you know, 15, 16, 17 year olds, you know, may not be able to go back to school in September. We'll, we'll wait and see. But there's a big and a very high chance of them getting groomed into gangs. You know, if there's a lot more kids on the street, then the chances are some of them are going to go wayward and, and get groomed and find themselves in a bad situation. So I'm really glad to hear that um, Rishi Sunak is uh, releasing £2 billion for 16 to 24-year-olds to create um, thousands of job placements. It's a start. It's, it's something. At least they're starting to address the youth now because that, that was one of my fears. I, I didn't hear much about what they were going to do with young people. So at least they're doing something. Um, I think 
something that would be really beneficial to the UK as well is setting up um, colleges pretty much like they've done in the US. They've got the historical black colleges and universities, HBCU colleges, they call them. And in America, they've got like over 100 of them. 27 of them offer um, doctoral programs, 52 offer master's programs, 83 of them offer bachelor degrees and 38 of them offer associated degrees. So I think that would be a really powerful thing if we could work out how to get something like that over here. I think that'd be amazing for, for the UK on a whole. So uh, there's been a lot of talk also over the, well, not even this year necessarily, well, this year it's come up again, but in May, there was a lot of talk about sweatshops in Leicester, May 2019. And this year it's come up again. Um, and it's, it's high high on the agenda. And the Tory MP, Andrew Bridge Brigman, I believe his name was, um, was stating that there could be over 10,000 slaves working out of Leicester. Leicester's in a lockdown at the moment, so... It seems like they're going to be trying to tackle this in, in some kind of forward fashion. But like I said, this came up in the news in, in May 2019. And you have to ask yourself, why is it only why is it coming up again now? Um, and when are they going to address it? You know, that, that, that means there's 10,000 victims. Let's, let's have it straight. Listen, I mean, s slaves are victims that we know, but maybe we need to emphasize that a bit more. 10,000 is a lot of slaves or people we're considering slaves within the UK in 2020. So hopefully they'll address that real quickly um in regards to um benefiting from slavery obviously historical slavery um you have the people that benefit benefit from it financially you have people that benefit from it his you know the historical facts of it um but i kind of feel like um british um and africans should benefit from both you know Brit you know it, i don't understand why you know we, we understand it was a repugnant past um, but there are people and institutions that still benefit from uh, the racism and, and, and the transatlantic slavery. They benefit from it financially. So, you know, I mean, currently it's basically the descendants of slave owners that benefit from slavery financially still to this day. So, you know, I think we should start thinking about how can we uh, divvy up things a little bit more, you know, and, and I don't, I mean, there's so many things we can do, but I think we need to start talking about things like that. Um, and in regards to, you know, our present government with, with Boris, um, you know, one of, one of the things that's glaringly obvious um, is that there are no people on his team who are, um, um, who are of African descent. Um, they do talk about, okay, you've got bit people who are BAME, but as I've said before, you know, that, that doesn't, cover all of us you know I mean it, it covers all of us in a sense but it doesn't address all of our needs because people are different but it's it, like I said it's a glaring fact there are no people of African descent within the government at this point um, and but there are Asian people in it within the government um, and I suppose you know people of African descent have to rely on uh, the Asian members uh, to, to kind of represent us or to understand our plight and that but it would be it would be nice if there was, you know, there are Tory um, uh, people who are in the Tory government who uh, who are black and who are um, descendants of Africa. I mean, it'd be nice to have some some parity within within uh, the government. Um, so finally, Bianca Williams, the athlete who was dragged out of her car while her daughter, or, uh, I'm not sure if it was a daughter or a son, but her young child was in the car. She was in the car with her partner and finally she's got a um, an apology from uh, uh, Cressida Dick, um, which is, you know, really 
good. It's, it's a really good thing that they've finally um, apologised for that. I mean, watching the video with it, it's, I mean, you could see the, 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 the police men, they, you know, they had their batons drawn um, and the, the guy was shaking, the guy with the baton pretty much. And this was before they even opened, the, the guys even opened the car door. But then the other one had his, um, his emergency hammer, which is obviously prepared to shatter the glass if needs be and stuff like that. So, you know, and then obviously they, they dragged them both out of the car. They handcuffed the girl, handcuffed the boy. And basically they were doing nothing wrong. They never found anything on them, et cetera, et cetera. So at this point, they are, they said that they're going to uh, address the handcuffing rules and, and kind of review them and, and, and see what they can do. But yeah, that's that's been a long time coming. You know, at the end of the day, these things are not new. It's just that people are filming stuff now, you know, and, and they're putting it online. So it, it happens all the time. So I'm, I'm just glad there's some movement and there's, there was an apology, etc. Um, and this is a girl also that represents England, you know, in fine fashion on the track. So, you know, respect due to her for sure. Um, and also something that went viral over the past uh, couple of days is Michael Holden, um, ex-cricketer, um, done a moving talk on Sky, and basically, um, and he's, he spoke about various things and he was really on point with everything he spoke about in regards to racism, institutional racism. Um, and it, the thing that brought him to tears and was really heartfelt is when he spoke about his mother's family um, disowning her because her husband was dark-skinned. You know, and that has just really highlighted the colorism that we have within the black community. And that that colorism came from somewhere, you know, and we, we really need to address that and many more things, many more things. Um, in regards to uh, parents, you know, parents with, with, with young people in, in, in this, you know, in this day and age. Unfortunately, there are things that we have to speak to our young people about um, that maybe, you know, we shouldn't have to, or in the ideal world, we shouldn't have to, but the fact that we live in the UK and things are as they are, we do have to say certain things to our, our young young, chi young children. Um, and, you know, basically there's repercussions for seemingly, seemingly harmless things, you know? Um, just, you know, you should be able to spend your money and buy what you want in regards to fashion, cars, etc. But the truth is, if you buy certain clothes and you wear certain clothes and you buy certain cars and you drive certain cars, you are going to be targeted as somebody who you may not want to be targeted as you know unfortunately and it's not right and it's not fair and at the end of the day I think young people should buy what they want and wear what they want but they should also be aware and us eld elders need to explain to them there are going to be re repercussions so for instance if you if you buy a car you, you might want to buy a really nice car and you you know it looks like the kind of car that the the guys uh, the cool guys who are up to no good on the street drive, then chances are you are going to get pulled over more than if you was driving a, a, another type of car. Crazy, but it's true. And also, chances are you may be targeted by guys that are up to no good on the street because you look like um, somebody who is up to no good as well as they are. And you might be, you know, you might be a stockbroker, you might be a teacher, you might be a head of a school, whatever. But you, if you're young... The, these are the things that you have to deal with and you, you have to be aware of. So I think as, as parents, because we've been through a lot and, and we know some of this stuff, we should pass this on, feel no way to pass this on to our, our young people, even though they shouldn't have to even worry about these sorts of things. Sad but true. Um, and another thing is, um, in regards to our, you know, black people and, and the relationships that we have um, with each other and, you know, having a true sense of, um, community, especially if you're from the Caribbean, is something that we need to speak 
amongst ourselves and find out what is going wrong there. Because there's definitely issues with us in relationships. There's definitely issues with us in regards to um, sense of community. But what they are, I mean, it's a multifaceted thing. There's loads of elements to it, but it's something that we need to start thinking about because... And, and I'm really specific in saying uh, um, people from the Caribbean because you don't you don't see it. It's not as prevalent in people, in, in Africans that come directly from the continent. You know, you don't see it as much with them. So there is something about us um, from the Caribbean and it's something that we need to address. We don't need people to address it for us. We need to speak about it. We know it's happening and we need to address it because if we can address that, then we can start addressing things with our children and then... You know, it just kind of feeds into everything going forward. But it does start with the family and it does start with the relationships that we have with each other. And to be fair, if you want to take it to, to its essence, it, it starts with the relationship that we, ha we have with ourselves as individuals. So that's something that we need to really look at. And in regards to children as well, I, I mean, my thing is, um, I mean, at the end of the day, there's no handbook. You know, there's no blueprint to raising children. But one of the things I, I, I find is, is really beneficial is if you look at the first, if you break it up into sevens, you know, the, the first seven years, um, you, 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 the, what you in, invest in the children, what you build in the children from zero to seven, if you invest love and discipline, you know, you set the boundaries, you know, you, you ensure that they're loved and they feel the love from zero to seven. And then from seven to 14, you still continue building on the love and discipline, but now you also start to instill the love of learning and respect you know so you start building on that and then from seven four, sorry then from 14 to 21 you as i said you still you build on top of and continue to build on love discipline uh, love of learning and respect but from 14 to 21 you start now adding um the insight into relationships and choices and repercussions and you know for me th that is a good solid foundation because the, the truth is once kids get to uh, 14, their teenage years, when the hormones are all over the place, they rightly feel like superheroes. You know, they feel untouchable, they feel unstoppable. And so they, 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 it's going to be, it's harder to instill brand new stuff at that stage because of how they feel. You know, they, they, they buck against their parents. This is a natural thing for them to do. So it's not that you can't instill things at that age, but it is more challenging. Because they, 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 you know, free will kicks in and they feel like they know it all. And that is what they're supposed to do. And I think our thing as parents is, is getting in that foundation stuff from zero, from zero to seven, seven to 14. And then we work with what we do from 14 to 21. I really think that's important. But as I said, it's not one glove fits all and there is no handbook, you know, and, you know, so... But this is something I know does is beneficial and it does help. So another thing that come up um, this week is... Um, Jay-Z, um, in America, he's taken out a full-page adverts, multiple full-page adverts across America to draw attention to black-owned businesses. So he's listed all the black-owned businesses in, in various cities and paid for them to be to run in uh, newspapers. I think that's an amazing, amazing idea. Um, you know, often these, these businesses are hard to find you know it's hard to find out where they are etc and they usually they're, they're businesses that are trying to come up and, and be noticed and whatnot so they might not be able to afford to put their thing in a, in a paper so him by him doing that he is 
really helping. That's quite genius of him. And I think there's there's room for that over here. That you know there there are people over here. You know if they want to do something philanthropic, that's one of the things you can do. You know it's going to couple a couple of thousand, but you know there's people that have got that spare money around, and you know this would be a nice way to spend it. Something that really pleased me this this week um, was watching the news and watching um, Charlene White on it ITV um, evening news. Um, and she, she's the one of the reporters there, the presenters. Um, and she had her natural hair out. And, you know, I've seen her doing it um, over the past past few weeks and whatnot. And I, I really, really do appreciate seeing that on the TV. Because I do remember a time where you just wouldn't see it. You just wouldn't see a, a woman in a position like that. You just about see a woman in a position like that, let alone with a natural hair out. So sometimes I, sometimes I just really think that black women underestimate how attractive they look with their natural hair. You know, you ladies, you look amazing with your natural hair. I know, I know the media and everything kind of tells you something different subconsciously, but for you women that take the, you know, take 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 the plunge and and, and show off your natural hair, it looks amazing. Please do it more. We like it. Yeah, just to be clear. So um, also uh, something that come up also was in regards to skin treatment. So it's been noted that um, skin specialists are not really trained in black skin. Um, and, and black issues um, with black skin. So um, they often say they find it difficult to to diagnose when it comes to darker skin tones because all of their trainings obviously been with, with paler skin tones. So it's something that they're looking into now um, and the General Medical Council said that they will now um, use more ethnic diverse examples in the future in future training which I think is is, is amazing you know at least they're recognising it because this, this wouldn't have been something that was, was brand new. This is something that's been going on you know, for ages, you know, that, that would have meant that there's people being misdiagnosed, not diagnosed, etc, etc. So at least now they're speaking about it and they are looking to change it because it is, it is important. So I, I, for one, really do appreciate that. Um, something that's, that's come up also is that with, with all of the time that we've got now, whether you've been, um, you're off work, you've been, you know, your, your, your place of work has closed down or you're working from home or you've been furloughed, um, a lot of our sleep patterns are a little bit wayward now, you know, we're not, we're not getting to bed at the times we need to, especially if you're working at home, you know, you're in your pyjamas all day, you don't need to um, get dressed, so you, you might go to bed a bit later, you wake up a bit later, etc. So, but one of the negative sides of this is it messes with your circadian clock, your circadian rhythm, um, and so basically that's your body clock, the human body clock, and when you're when you're sleep deprived or you're not getting enough sleep, basically it affects your mood. It affects your ability to function, um, and yeah, basically it affects your ability to function to your optimum. And that would be affecting adults, young people. I mean, you've got young people now. They're staying up all night playing um, uh, GTA, PS3. You know what I mean? They're on their computers all night because they haven't got nothing else to do. So I can definitely empathise with the mood changes that they may be going through, as well as the adults. But it's something that we do need to be aware of because it does impact on a lot of things. And especially when you're watch, looking at screens before you go to bed, especially your T, not, not so much your TV screen, but your, your computer screen, your phone screen. Watching, looking at those, those emit what they call blue light, which causes many problems. Research has recently shown um, that it may contribute to, the, to cancer, diabetes, heart disease and obesity. So there is a lot going on. You know, you think that you're just looking at your phone, you're just on, on social media, you're, you're FaceTiming, whatever, but you doing too much of that um, does cause problems, you know, and, and they are looking and finding out 
uh, a lot more things in regards to that. So one of the websites you can check out in regards to stuff like this is sleepfoundation.org and also health.harvard.edu. Yeah, those are two websites that you can go to to check out stuff in regards to your circadian rhythm. Um, so basically, what one of the things I want to leave you with is, um, you know, obviously, like I said, we, we have to look after ourselves, um, you know, from top to bottom. Um, and our mind is our mind is a powerful thing. You know, we really need to be concerned and ensure that we're dealing with it because pretty much our mind is like fertile, fertile soil. That's what our mind is. Our mind is a metaphor for it is our mind is like fertile soil and it doesn't care what you plant in it. You know, you can put anything in that fertile soil, um, good or bad. All your mind is going to do is cause it to grow. So we have to ensure that we know what we're putting inside our heads, you know, and ensure that it's good stuff because our mind is just going to make it manifest and make it grow. And it's either going to benefit us or it's going to hinder us. So it's something to be aware of. Okay, so thank you again for choosing Pablo's podcast today. Hopefully you can join me next on the next one. Until then, take care and be nice to each other. Thanks again for listening to Pablo's podcast. I'm Pablo from Hackney and you can catch me next week for more healthy discussions.